so we're back for another BX Dungeons and Dragons adventurer. Uh, this week we are joined with uh, Adam reprising his role as Nestor, Bill reprising his role as Radnar the Large, and we can't forget Steve with our ever lovable master locksmith, Jazzman. And that will serve as our introduction because the GM forgot to hit record. All right, guys, um, let's uh, have just a little bit of a recap to uh, get us going here. What happened last session? We had the the grand combat wherein um, the the boar companion of uh, of the caretaker charged in, and we cast our sleep spells and had some melee while the uh, I don't know if we even have a name for him yet. The sort of lead of this uh, this new order trying to resurrect some undead prince uh, managed to gain access to the tower, and we uh, chased after him and um, were in a met up with some um, undead warriors who we were able to convince we were on the same side as them, so a small detachment of them was going to accompany us further in. I really thought we were going to die the whole game last time. <laughs> Could have easily happened. Anybody else want to add anything from their character's perspective of what went on last session? Uh, we managed to get the guy down off the door, um, and myself... and Nesto ventured forward where we discovered some undead type creatures. Luckily, I had a flute on me that uh, they seemed to be fond of, and we managed to convince five of them to accompany us as we tried to uh, put an end to the nefarious plans that are going on, some kind of resurrection spell or something. Um... And I believe Radnor stayed behind to look after and also to take care of a prisoner, which he didn't do very well because I understand the prisoner ran away. Uh, but apart from that, that's more or less what I remember. Oh, yeah. And I found that magic item that had like the the bunch of scrolls of spells that I can cast. Remember that? <laughs> I think you mean the Wand of Fireballs, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Wand of Fireballs. The Amulet of I Win. Yeah, that one too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Morph to 5th edition. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's, a, that's a terrible magic item. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, yeah, um, after last time, yes, your prisoner did get away from you, Radnar. And uh, you decided that since it seemed like your companions there had things under control, you, you ran in to join them. So we're starting off this game in a crypt. Uh, you have an honor guard of a few skeletons that serve one of the princes. You're not sure which one yet, but you do know what his sigil is, seeing as uh, it seems to be on some of their rotting tabards, and your flute had it inscribed on it as well. So when we left, you are at a, uh, a T intersection. Um, you're coming down what looked like a, a mausoleum of sorts. Uh, these skeletons came off of niches in the walls which were designed to hold the uh, the interred remains of, uh, in this case, it looks like warriors. Like these guys were obviously not um, the lords and ladies of the castle. These were, perhaps they were 
favored uh, of the the lords of the castles. Uh, maybe they earned the position through some right of uh, battle. Um, but yeah, they are uh, they are of the servant class to this castle, fighting men. Uh, that you have convinced that you're here in the name of the prince that they serve. So uh, ahead of you somewhere is the master of the order that has broken into this uh, haunted castle, potentially releasing doom <laughs> to the civilians beyond. At least that's what your capture seemed to, or your your captured man seemed to have thought. So some of you, well, one of you can see well in the dark. And I believe someone is carrying a lantern, and that's uh, that's jazz, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Um, I believe last time we made a decision to go left or right, but I can't remember. <laughs> I think um, we had seen some um, some some trace of heat signature to one side or the other, from what I remember. That's yeah. right. Uh, Nestor uh, determined that uh, something living had recently passed to the left. Left it is. Left it is. And we got the five. Now, should we make these five guys go ahead of us? Or do you want them behind us? Or will they even follow my order? Well, they have chosen to... Well, they'll follow your orders, but they definitely have... Uh, they've kind of taken up arms around you, to, uh, again, as an honor guard, to surround you. Good nice. But uh, so far, they seem to be willing to obey whatever order you give them. So you decide. Um, four, four in front, one in back, just in case. Uh, okay, let's do it. I can't remember. Did we hear any voices from this position, or was it just the heat sources that made us want to go left? Just the fading heat sources or heat impressions. All right, so we're going to have, as you say, four in front, then Nestor, then myself, and one one behind. Trail behind that. All right, so that's your, that's your marching order. These are pretty wide corridors, so you could definitely march three side by side if you'd like. They're very wide. Yeah, that probably makes more sense. All right, so skeleton to the front. And then who uh, who's immediately behind that front row of skeletons? Uh, I will be. Okay, Nestor. Behind Nestor. Or beside of Nestor, if you wish. Uh, I'll be next to him with, I guess it's a skeleton on my side. Is there room for a skeleton on Nestor's side, or would it be two behind at this point? Uh, again, it's it's wide enough for three people to go side by side, so you couldn't have them perfectly flanking you, no. You could have one along one side or the other. All right. Uh, I don't know. Let's just say there's a skeleton to my left, and then the other are behind us. Okay, that'll work. And then I'll go directly behind them, I guess. I don't know how many skeletons we have with us. We've got five, I believe. Five, yes. I mean, I've got room for one on either side of me. Yeah, that works, I guess. All right, sure. Uh, now, how are you dealing with light source? Again, uh, Nestor, if you are where you're saying you are, your your vision is going to be obscured by someone carrying a lamp, so you're not going to have access to that, uh, your infravision. Just something to um, think about. Sure. Uh, w- what do you think, uh, lads, if, if I go, 
I'm in plate mail, so it's not like I'm going to be able to probably sneak up on anybody unless they're very preoccupied with something else. Um, but I could go far enough in advance of the torch uh, where y- you could come running if you needed to. Shall we do the same as last time where you went ahead and I, I held, we all held back just so that we weren't interfering with your vision? And then at re- Let, let's try that. Yeah, I'll give a battle cry if you should come running, huh? Or at regular intervals, you stop and we catch up. So I think we counted last time. I counted and, and caught you up. Should I have my lantern going or, or no? Yeah, I think la- lan- lantern, yeah. All right. I mean, you can go ahead with um, with the skeletons if you like. And right. Yeah, they, they don't seem to be... Re- relying on uh, on light to see. And then myself and Radnor will stay behind. We'll count to, I don't know, 60. And then you stop walking and we'll catch you up. Something like that. Sounds good. So I'll, I'll take uh, three skeletons with me and uh, advance forward. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll count to 60 and catch you up. Okay, that'll work. Uh, they have no problem seeing in the dark either. Are you leading, or are they in front of you, Nestor? Um, I'll lead. All right, roll me a d6. You bet. If you're going to use the dice roller, make sure you're in the dice roll room. Right, right, yeah. Let me see here. I remember this time. A six. Okay. Um, so following the heat impressions and again they're they're fading they don't last very long these are deep thick stone that just seem to absorb heat uh you know after after not so long uh you know they haven't been through here for very long given you know the interaction you had but already the it's starting to dissipate and it's uh becoming more diff- more difficult to follow but the sorry give me just a second all right, my cat jumped on my keyboard and caused all kinds of havoc. <laughs> nice. Well, Save for I, cat. Uh, <laughs> I go ahead and ask the uh, the skeletons. Is there? Uh, I described the sigil on the the ones that we're tracking down. Um, I ask if there's a place uh, where that prince had been entombed. Is there a place that, or a place that he would be coronated? Is there? Uh, a site maybe that they know of that we should be proceeding toward far to the other end of the castle. The keep was deep and long in the day. I have a feeling I've been dead for quite some time. If, uh, if we seem to be straying from what you believe is the course, please put us back on track so that we can make sure that, uh, they do not bring back the wrong prince. My memories are slowly returning this forum uh, does not seem to hold much. It's difficult to think. I will warn you as I am able. Good it seems not. to be the one uh, talking. The rest of them seem um, less cognizant, right? They seem to just mm. be following orders and don't seem to have much in the way of personality. Uh, only the leader seems to. Fair enough. All right. So um, the quarter continues on. Um, again, you find more of these niches on the walls to the left and right. And again, this is a very large, you know, you can walk three abreast easily. The ceilings are quite high. 
uh, there are more skeletons laying in repose. Again, obviously warriors uh, wearing old same, armors. Same sigil. Um, if you stop to look at a few, yes, yeah, you can you can see the sigils. These don't seem to be active. Uh, they don't seem to be waking. So finally, uh, you come to well, once was a very large uh, stone. You wouldn't even call it a door. More like a more like a plug. All right, so like this corridor in this area is like a, a tomb or a mausoleum where uh, this stone uh, piece, the stone plug would have been pushed in and only removed uh, when they are going to enter more bodies. Um, it has been destroyed. I mean, the rubble, you still have some dust swirling around. Uh, something very powerful struck it and shattered the stone. And beyond, you can see is kind of, uh, instead of the stone, uh, the stonework here, it is a kind of a finished corridor. Like there's wood on the walls. Uh, the floors are, uh, have been shined to a high gloss. Um, you're seeing this like in, in your infravision, of course. And then the heat trail here uh, is stronger again uh, as the walls of the stones are not absorbing as much of the heat. Okay. Um, and this was, this, um, was along the corridor, this, uh, this shattered stone plug, this tomb. So the end of the corridor, it was like at the very end. So it terminated. So there's nowhere else my companions can go. Right. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll proceed further in then. All right. Your improvision, uh, you perceive a heat source that's quickly dwindling in the center of the room. Um, it looks like a figure. Uh, it's not moving. So a heat source that's dissipating but not moving. Correct. All right. I will. I will uh, move up to it with my sword at the ready, expecting perhaps it's a living being that is uh, dying. All right. Uh, you enter the center of the room, and just some of your impressions that you are getting. Uh, this is a, a like a hemisphere. Uh, like if you take a circle, cut it in half. Uh, you're coming in at the at the the top, and it kind of goes down, um, so it slopes a little bit. Uh, trying to figure a, a better way to describe this. It's a semicircular room. The floors are of like very highly shined marble. Uh, they reflect heat sources very well. You can see places on the walls where oil lanterns would be held. Um, it's some kind of foyer is the best you can tell. But the figure in the room, it's dead. Um, it is a warrior dressed in the chain, carrying weapons similar to the ones you fought outside. Mm -hmm. Is The flesh that's exposed is bloated, uh, swollen, and looks red and feverish. Hmm. I think he, he got some poison, perhaps. Or some, something. Okay, um... The uh, with the tip of my blade, I uh, I see if um, my uh, infravision can detect anything on his personage. Um, infravision is kind of an odd thing in BX. Um, what I what I usually rule as is you can't see fine detail, so you can't read text, um, but you can make out. I'm trying to think of how to do this. Like um, everything's like shades of gray. 
um, but are not very highly detailed, right? So anything that has surface writing, you can't see the writing on it. And then you can also uh, do the, the heat as well. So, uh, I mean, he's got several packs on him. Uh, it obviously looks like he, uh, you know, you're examining the body. Lo- there are several wounds on his arms where it looks like something has stung or bit him. Uh, and the, at the site, it's very swollen. Pus is coming out. It looks like whatever um, this guy was attacked with, it, uh, what he died of is just his, his throat swole up so much that he couldn't breathe. All right. Um, it, there, he's sort of in the middle of the room. Yes. And then it kind of, uh, you're like, um, again, think of this as like a, a semicircle. You're at, the, you're at the flat end at the top. And the semicircle kind of descends down. And at the very end, you can see it look, looks like there's like a, an open doorway uh, that leads further in. It's a fair distance down. Okay. I'm going to um, go back to the, the entrance to this room. Well, I guess I'm already there. So I'm going to give a... Um, um, a, uh, an order for the skeletons to rem- to post there, uh, and um, I'm going to go back to my companions and bring them forward. I know they had been trailing me, but I'll, I'll go ahead and collect them and move them up to this point. All right, guys, uh, you're given the all clear some um, gesture. Or <laughs> are you? Uh, how are you doing this? Like, are you shouting? Or are you just going back and getting them? Yeah, I mean, I know where they are, so I'll just uh, I'll double time it back to where they are. Go ahead. All right. Uh, it looks like there's some sort of um, entranceway to a tomb ahead, and there's one of the warriors we saw on the surface. It looks like he, perhaps he's been killed by, um, I don't know, spiders, centipedes, some sort of poisonous uh, or venomous creatures. Um, I'm not quite sure about anything other than that i i couldn't see anything um uh, we'll need the lantern to do any further examination but i don't know if we should just press on in um and and amass right now or if we need to take any time to examine the body i i don't know how much time might be of the essence if we just want to push forward how long would it take me to to you know, concentrate and look around the room to see if uh, there's any magic in here. It's ten minutes. Do we have time for that, or do we need to press on? Well, we need to press on, I believe. Uh, I'm I'm feeling the sense of urgency that we we don't want ten minutes to be ten minutes too long. Gotcha. Well, let's press on. So I'll lead them past the body. All right. As and, uh, your oil lanterns uh, light the chamber, you find that this is actually a very well-appointed chamber. Wood grain on the walls, lots of uh, brass or perhaps gold finishing uh, edge work, that sort of thing. Uh, with the light up, you can actually see now that there was a, a what was missed. That's what I had you roll that D6 for. Um, is there's a very small door uh off to the left just a little bit at the at the top of the um, semicircular room. So like before you start descending down lower, it's, it's right up here near the top, very near the door uh, or entranceway that you just came out of. Actually, the rest of you guys, if you guys could roll a d6 now as well. Five. Five. 
Okay. And then you see the body at uh, the very bottom of the semicircular room. Uh, it is horrible. It's it's bloated up to twice its normal size. The skin looks like just red and inflamed. His eyes are bugged out, pushing out of his skull from the pressure. Does it smell like it's been there for a while? No, it's fresh. I mean, you can still see blood flowing out of the wounds. Okay. I'd like to, uh, I'm intrigued by this little small door. I'd like to go over and just check for anything dodgy or dangerous. The door is actually uh, partially opened. Um, It actually doesn't even look like it has a lock, but if it were properly closed, it would fade into the wall very well. Uh, Like it's a hidden room, Um, but it is just slightly ajar. It actually doesn't look like it was recently opened. It looks like just it was left open at some point because you can still see the dust of the cobwebs. It, it hasn't been disturbed. It was just left open at some point way in the past. Uh, how small is small? Would you have to crouch down or go on your hands and knees to get through it or just walk normally? No, it's just not very wide. Like uh, if you were, if you were a larger man, you might have to step into the room sideways, but for you, it would be, it's natural enough. It's just a very narrow door. Uh, is that I? If I put my hand in the opening, is there a breeze or anything I can feel? There's not, and you're carrying a lantern as well. Am I correct? That's right. Yeah. Okay. It's actually a very small room. Uh, it looks like there, there's like a very small bed in here and some bed clothing nearby. Um, it looks like this is a place where somebody might just retire to take a nap. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to just quickly go in, like two minutes. Um, can I pull the door? Well, if I check for anything dodgy and dangerous, if it's no, can I just pull the door open? Sure can. You just push the rest of the way in. Uh, again, yeah, it's just a, just a small alcove where someone has set up a small bed. Um, all the bed clothing is very richly embroidered. It's got gold and silver thread through it. But there is something laying on the bed that does catch your... It looks like it's a handkerchief or just a, a square piece of embroidered silk. And there is a, is a name on it. Is it in writing I can read? Or is it a name I a, recognize? Are you a native? I believe you're a native, right? I sure am, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan Swain. D-A-N-S-W-A-I-N-E. Is embroidered on it. As a, as a local person, is that a name I would recognize? Maybe an intelligence check. Just a d20 equal to or lower than your intelligence. No, I rolled a 20. No, <laughs> not, not something you recognize, although it is... Uh, I will give you, since you're a native, that it is a common name amongst nobility. All right, I'd like to um, take this handkerchief and uh, put it in my pocket. And quickly search the bed, under the bed or under the mattress, whatever. Sure, you you toss the room. Uh, The rest of you guys, uh, Radnar, you also were carrying a lantern, so you're illuminating the space. Uh, It looks like it was perhaps a place of religious contemplation. You're seeing religious iconography and symbols painted over the walls. But something a little distressing is that most of the symbols have been gouged out, crossed over, or in some way defamed. Hmm. Huh. Um, and you can make me an intelligence check there, Radnar. All right. I believe okay, that's under f- your 
Yeah, I got an 18 intelligence. You don't know the specific symbol. Um, your your classes on uh, religion were, were limited at best. Uh, but you do know enough to know that in general, this was veneration to a god uh, that was beneficial to mankind. You're seeing iconography that would tell you that they would bless, you know, this god or goddess would bless their fields, would bless their uh, the birthings of their sons and daughters, uh, that sort of thing. So dedicated to a god that is beneficial. I'll relay this to the rest of the party. So, Nestor, I haven't asked you to roll because as an elf, you wouldn't have the human background to understand the, the religious significance unless something in your background, you studied human religion, which I don't, I don't think that ever came up. Nope, sounds good to me. Does this uh, handkerchief look like it's worth any money? Oh, yeah. There's gold and silver threads woven through it. It's really high quality material. I mean, this is something that a, a prince or a king would pull out to wipe their nose, perhaps. <laughs> nice. Uh, For that okay. matter, the bed clothing is, is the same, but it's awfully bulky. Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, Alright, uh, I, I think we should press on. The only other thing you find in the room is like a small chest that was pushed under the bed. It looks like it just contains more bed sheets. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a quick once over, though. Sure, you pull everything out, shake it all out, and again, I mean, you're dazzled by what, you know, the quality of this. I mean, it's definitely worth something, but it is so bulky. It'd be very difficult to carry. Ah, that's a shame. Uh, nothing small I could take. No pillowcases, anything like that. No, there's really nothing in the room except for the bed clothing and the bed itself. All right, then. Um, well, I guess we better get back to business and uh, exit this room. I agree. Okay, so the only other exit is at the the, the lowest uh, point in the room. Again, it, it oddly slopes down. And it's a gentle slope. It's not, uh, you know, you wouldn't be in any danger of sliding or falling. It just gently goes down uh, a degree and you can see that there is an open doorway uh, never contained a door more like an, I guess an arcway at the very end uh, I guess we're going down um, are we keeping the same kind of order yeah uh, three skeletons and myself uh, taking the uh, taking point but I'm at this point I'm just going to stay close enough to the party it doesn't matter if my infravision gets spoiled yeah I think we should Give up on the infravision and just blaze a trail, so to speak. I'm with you. Uh, okay, I guess we um, push on. Uh, that skeleton who's with us, he, he wouldn't... Did he come in the room with us, or were they just waiting outside? No, they're all in the room. Would they recognize some of the religious stuff that was defaced? Only one of them seems to be capable of like intelligent discussion. Um, so you ask him, and um, he appears to look about the room with the, the blazing green light coming out of the eye sockets. Um, and he shakes his head and says, It feels like I should, but I do not. All right. Oh, fair enough. Let's uh, descend this little slope and. Uh... 
see what happens. I agree. Okay. Um, unfortunately, everybody uh, did not do well on that D6 roll, which was uh, a notice and a surprise roll. So what I'm going to have happen here, um, Nestor, why don't you uh, just roll me a, a D6, and before you roll it, just tell me even or odd for your benefit. Okay. D6, even or odd. I will go with uh, even. Even it is. A two. Okay. So uh, what happens as you descend down? um, Something drops from the very high ceilings, and uh, it is something long and snake-like that drops upon the shoulders of the three skeletons. Uh, You had just passed by, and the skeletons being larger, bulkier figures apparently attracted it more. In the lamplight from behind, you guys can see uh, it, it is it is a very large worm-like creature that has many, many legs. It's chitinous, insect-like, uh, and it is just wrapping itself about the skeletons. You know, there's skeletal bones are snapping as it uh, it's just trying to, to eat, uh, to break what it has fallen upon. So it got a surprise round, and it's attacking those three skeletons. Let me roll a little bit here. Okay, it outright destroys two of the three. Yikes. And Nestor, since you're right next to it, uh, with only one standing skeleton, why don't you roll a d6 for your side so we're out of the surprise round into the normal round. Okay. We got a four. And so they got a four. So this is a mutually destructive round. So why don't you go ahead and tell me what you're doing? Uh, again, it's it's a large uh, now in the light, and you're not quite as surprised. It's a centipede. It's an enormous centipede. Uh, it's twining itself through its mini legs or just snapping and breaking the skeletal bones. When you say it's large, is it like three foot, six foot? Uh, all in all, it's probably about eight feet long. Uh, uh, I, I think <laughs> he's probably gone. Does it look like it contains any stingers or pincers that could have taken yeah, out the other? I think it's what... body? Yeah, all those sharp bits around its mouth make you kind of feel like that. <laughs> and you know that even the common garden variety of centipede that's found uh, here is slightly poisonous, but something this large probably very venomous or poisonous, not venomous. All right, I will. I will slash with my sword. All right, you're going to attack it, and apparently, it yeah. sounds like a barking dog. It's it's horrendous. <laughs> here we go. Here, oh, I I rolled a one. Nice. That's a Ouch. inauspicious beginning. That's all right. Uh, it's no big deal. You just uh, you, your grip is not as sure on your sword. Uh, just kind of glances off his chitin. Maybe you fumble a little bit there. Sorry, boys. Um, what are the rest of you guys doing? This is all happening at once, so he'll take his attack at the end, but this is all happening simultaneously. I'd like to use my trusted method of trying to set fire to it. Whether that's by... Th- well, Nestor's right there. Nestor's right there engaged in it. So if you're wanting to lob uh, some flaming oil at it, I'm not saying you can't, but... <laughs> well, it's it's eight foot long, so the opposite end to where Nestor is. 
will be my main aim. All right, make me an attack roll then. Uh, this will be a missile attack roll. And he's nimble. He's he's fleet of foot. I'm sure he'll uh, jump out of the way in time. I'm, I'm glad you have faith in me. Yep. And again, we have the same thing of oils normally contained in a skin as opposed to a bottle. So what uh, what did you do to make it possible for it to shatter light? Uh, I think I'm just throwing the lantern. At it. Oh, you're gonna throw your la- you're gonna throw your lantern. Okay, yeah. Hey, that All was right. my lantern. Damn it! I'll get you another one back in town if we if we get out of this. It's gonna leave you with one light source. The the lantern that Radnar has. All right, go ahead. Uh, make me a missile attack roll. Hang on, give me a sec. And again, I really don't mind people where rolling physical dice. You're free to use the dice roller, but physical dice is fine too. Uh, well, I was using my app. I got a 15 and I get a dexterity plus one, so 16. Nice. Uh, it's on target. You were trying to hit the segments that are further away from Nestor? That's correct, yes. Okay, so it's right on target then. Uh, it shatters and flame spreads as the oil spreads. Nice. Is it enough to get the creature off? Attacking Nestor? Well, uh, I tell you what, roll me a d4. This is for the first round of uh, fire damage. It's more of the oil catches and spreads. The damage will go up if it doesn't move out of the way. So go ahead and roll a d4 for starts. All right, four. Ooh, nice. Four points. Uh, it definitely catches. The oil kind of seeps between the cracks in its chitin and it uh, ignites, and the fire seems to be getting up underneath its armored body. Radnar, what are you doing? I'm gonna so regret this. Um, <laughs> do I do I feel like I could step up and stab it with my silver dagger, and then take a step back without getting burned? Mm, difficult. Um, so in BX, um, you can move and attack, but there's not like movement after the fact. Okay. Do I feel like I could step up and stab it without? getting burned yeah you think you could okay i'm gonna do that because like you know gotta do something (laughs) i'm gonna regret it sorry guys if i die (laughs) okay i rolled an 18 oh yeah that hits nice Uh, go ahead and roll some damage d4 plus two for my strength bonus Nice. That would be four points of damage. Four more points of damage. Okay. Uh, the Go skeleton is still here is going to attack as well. Oh, it hits. Nice. Uh, does three more points of damage. The other two skeletons will run in and try to help. One of these two is the one that is intelligent. So we have a miss and a hit. And another five points. So this one will actually have killed the centipede. However, this is a round that all happens at once. Uh, so the centipede is going to attack. Uh, it now has uh, one, two, three, four. It has five targets. I'm going to roll a D5. Uh, the first three are skeletons. Number four is Nestor. And number five is Radnar. Skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> I was sweating that. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So it destroys another skeleton on its turn before uh, it is pierced by daggers and pierced by sword and axe and burned by fire. Man, we went to town on that. Well done, all of you. 
unfortunately, your honor guard is now reduced to the one that is uh, a bit intelligent, starting to show more personality as time goes on, and one flunky. Well, the fire continues to burn. You're down to one lantern carried by Radnar. <laughs> I do have a, uh, some torches in my backpack, so I'll probably pull a torch out at this point and light it. Light it off the centipede. <laughs> yeah. Waste not, want not. <laughs> um, I guess we don't really want to touch this centipede thing. I'm not touching it. <laughs> Yeah, maybe not, but uh, let's. I guess. Uh, how high is the ceiling? Can we see anything else that might be dropping on us? Uh, it's actually high enough that the torch and lantern night light do not illuminate the top end of the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get moving before anything else comes down on our heads. All right, I'm going to put my shield over top of my head and uh, press <laughs> forward. I'm just right, going to go. Yeah. Uh, so, what's the new order? So, become important now. As as you go through the arcway, you see that the the corridors are more normal size. So, two side by side, and that would be cramped at best. All right, I'll take a, a skeleton with me to be the vanguard, and uh, you I'll guys just... can decide the rest of it. Uh, I'll go behind. Um. I don't mind having a bit of room. I'll go on my own. And I'm going to pull the um, bow and arrow out that um, Nesta lent me. Sure. And then Radnor, I don't know if you want to go behind the skeletons or in front. or. I'd rather not be in the very back. All right. So the last skeleton will bring up the rear. So this corridor is uh, relatively short, about 20 paces, and it ends in a very elaborate door that's been covered in bronze. Maybe it's gold, but they've been thrown wide and beyond shining the lantern through. And is someone holding a torch as well as the lantern? Um, Yes, I am. Jazz, you've got a torch. So the torchlight shows that you have just opened uh, what looks like a library, actually. Or a study. Um, it's been ransacked. Books and shelves are scattered and overturned. Although this looks like it was done quite a while ago, not recently. In the far northwest corner, um, there's a a small. It, it looks like a small room with a door. I'd like to approach the door, look for anything dodgy or dangerous. Listen to the door, see if I can hear any voices behind it or anything like that. Is there a lock on the door? Roll me a d6. Uh, I got a six. Okay, uh, that's bad. Um, but I believe the th- the thieves have a listen skill as well, so you get your second chance by using your thief skill. Uh, I rolled a four, and the skill is two and six. So okay, so um, no, you're not hearing anything. Um, so I've checked. Anything dodgy or dangerous? Well, the doors are already opened. Um, if you want to check anyway, uh, sure, you can spend the time to do that. Mm, I can just um, I just hold my torch and look through the gap what do I see okay Uh, again it's been ransacked there is a small it looks like a sectioned off part of the room where there's a small door and then at the far end uh, it's just another open arcway that goes further on Uh, 
Okay, guys, what do you think? Should we push our way through this door? This was the only... So, um, this library... There's been no branching side path so far, so it's all been one connected corridor. Okay. I mean, I don't mind entering the room, but looking up at the ceiling for any centipedes. These, uh, the ceilings in this room are quite a bit lower, um, so your your torch and lantern light does illuminate the ceilings. Uh, nothing seems to be lurking up through there. Uh, do these books look valuable, or do they look like uh, magic books? Or well, all books are valuable. All books are valuable. Right. So uh, I just pick a random book off the floor. Can I read it, or does it look like it's... Um, literature or, or magic book or anything? Uh, it's definitely a dense tome. Uh, looks, uh, it looks like normal script to you, but it's not in a language that you recognize. There are also several scrolls lying about, some unrolled, some rolled. Um, there is like a little cubby uh, to one side that has a lot of <clears throat> small square niches where other scrolls lay. I'm interested in grabbing some scrolls and shoving them in my backpack. All right. Uh, how many do you grab? Uh, how big are they, more or less? About a foot long. Uh, brass or maybe gold caps on either end. I'll, I'll try and take three. Sure, okay. I'll let you know when you're starting to get overloaded, all right? So far, you're okay. All right, yeah, good. I'll, I'll follow his lead. Um, I have an insatiable interest in, in magic, and uh, on the off chance we're not, I don't have the leisure to explore this later. I will also just uh, swipe a tome or any smaller books I can, uh, or failing that, a handful of scrolls in a bag as we walk through. Um, just as a reminder, and I'm not saying this to influence you guys in any way, just as a reminder, uh, one of the house rules that we're using is if you guys aren't injured, you magic users can take an hour uh, to rest and you can get back a, a, a level one spell for just an hour, as long as you're not injured. Oh, wow. Well, I'm all into doing that. Do you think we have an hour of, well, of time? Do. I don't know. We didn't want to spend 10 minutes to uh, <laughs> upstairs. I think an hour downstairs is... We may be overrun by the awoken evil. If we, I don't know. What do you guys well, think? I, you know, it's a... Uh, it's a gamble because if we if we go in with both of our casters not having anything uh, at the ready, that that certainly limits our utility. I don't mind going ahead a little bit if you guys want to recharge your batteries and just scout. Yeah, scout ahead. Take the skeletons and uh, and uh, if it if it seems that we need to um, make a move, then um, just give us a shout. We'll come running. Yeah, I'm going to... How noisy are these skeletons? Because I don't mind going on my own if I can do it silently. The ones that are left, the the leader is pretty loud because he's got uh, lots of armor on him. The other one looks like it was... Yeah, he was basically wearing leather, and so he's quieter. Yeah, and I'm wearing leather. I'll, I'll get Mr. Leather to come with me. Uh, the other noisy one can stay behind. All right, you motion. Um, again, as I was describing, there is like a, a small chamber that's been set up in this room. Um, 
it's quite obvious it's a small door, uh, but it, it's obvious by the dimensions of it and where it's placed that it, it's part of this room and doesn't lead like further on. There is an arcway though that does lead further on. So which one are you checking? I'm going to go through the archway, I guess. All right. So looking through the archway, so there is a long passage past this archway and you can see that it does have side passages going off. Um, so you're looking, let's say you're looking to the south. And so to your left, uh, maybe 100 feet away is the first side passage. It goes off to the left and it looks like further down. Uh, there are some more side passages, but that's about the limit of your light. Uh, we will approach the passageway with caution. Um, if we look down this passageway leading off to the left, can we see an end to it or does it go on indefinitely? It goes for a very long time. You can kind of see, uh, again, it, your, your your lantern light only goes so far. Um, it, so it's a very long corridor, but it looks like there's branching corridors off to the side, both right and left. So you would be looking uh, east, and then there would be branching corridors going off north and south. Uh, but again, you can't really tell for sure because your lantern light's good for about 30 feet and then it diminishes greatly after that. And the, the main corridor that we, we're on, um, how far ahead does that continue? As Further far as than the your lantern, lantern light will show. I don't mind sticking to the main corridor for now, just pressing on. Okay, uh, I tell you what, make me an intelligence check. Uh, I got a 15. What's your intelligence? Uh, 12. Okay. Um, all right. So if you continue further, uh, at the end of the main corridor, um, there is a door, another one of these uh, big double doors, you know, capped in brass and wood, uh, and then it turns to the left, the, the whole corridor does. So it ends in a door and then continues on to the left. Uh, the door is open then, yes. Yeah, the door is opened. Um, proceed with caution. Um, does it look, uh, actually, as I'm passing the door, does it look like it was open naturally or it was forced or? Actually, it looks like it was open for quite a while, uh, and there's no signs that it was opened with force. So there's still cobweb and dust on it to tell you that it was not opened recently. All right, I shall walk through the doors and proceed with caution. Okay, um, the skeleton's backing you up. It's a large room. It looks like this was a barracks of some sort. Uh, there's lots of cots that are lined up in neat orderly rows. Each cot has like a small strong box at the bottom of it uh, with a lock. There's arms and armaments on the walls. They look like they are well cared for. Uh, this room doesn't look dusty and cobwebby like the rest of it. It does. It's dusty. Um, the arms and armors are, you know, they were well upkept, but uh, the room itself looks like it hasn't been, you know, no one's been through here cleaning in a while. Sure. It looks like it's room enough for 50 men to have slept in here at one point. Uh, would this barracks have any relationship to our skeleton friends that are with us? Well, the one with you uh, is barely intelligent. So if you ask him or query him, he just looks at you looking for you to give him an order. He doesn't really talk. Uh, 
Is there any uh, exit out of this barracks? Does not appear to be. You want to spend some time to search the room? Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, well, roll me a d6. Okay, and your thief skill. Go ahead and roll for that. Am I rolling for secret passages or do? Uh, it's your thief skill uh, that allows you to detect things. I guess it would be the find or remove traps is what I'm thinking of. Normally I'd roll it, but you can roll it here if you'd like. Should be a percentage. Yeah, it's really low. It's like 10%. So. So it gives you a second chance at something that other people don't get. So, no, I'm I'm uh, way over. Okay, so I mean, you go over the room. Uh, you you look here and there. You may move a few things around, but you don't really find anything else. Meanwhile, back in the library, I'm going to say you've been gone for a good um, ten, fifteen minutes at this point. All right. So, what sure. are you guys doing in the library? I'm going to look around and see if I see any magic. Uh, All right, I'm, I'm going to uh, take 10 I'm, minutes. Look. Yeah, I mean, if we've got the time, I might as well, yeah. And I'm I'm resting to regain the spell. So, Radnar, you take 10 minutes. Uh, focus. You open your, your eyes again and cast about the room. Now, the thing about this is it has to be actually in visual sight. So, like, if something is hidden um, behind something... You, it would not radiate, okay? So you wouldn't see it if it was hidden. So you're looking at things that are just laying about and are obvious in the room, okay? Okay. Tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> give me a D100 roll. I will give you a 15% chance that you will find something magical in this room. Uh, 33. All right. Uh, so nothing that is, that is about or opened uh, to your eye is magical. Uh, can I poke about a little bit? I mean, this is this is a library, right? Right. Uh, now, keep in mind, though, while you're doing this, you're not resting. So you're not regaining that spell, okay? And now, how long you want to do this for and then still do it, that, that's up to you. I'm just saying that this time that you're doing this is not counting towards that. So, yeah, you know what? The books in, go ahead. No, you know what? Now that you remind me of that, I'm, uh, I don't see anything... Um, I, I'll take like ten or fifteen minutes and and look about, and then I'll uh, rest. Okay. So again, uh, there's lots of books and scrolls all over the place. It looks at some point like someone ransacked this place that may have been looking for something, and this was not like this did not just happen. This was sometime in the past. Um, but there's really nothing hidden that you can see. Uh, but you haven't gone into that one little room that's been separated off inside of here that's got the small door. Hmm. Um, you want to go in there? Yeah, why not? Okay. Um, it is locked, but to your mind, the door seems to be pretty thin, pretty fragile. Okay. Um, and we're not trying to be overly quiet, so I'm just going to sort of... How How large is the door? And normal, it's maybe uh, four foot wide, six feet tall. Okay, I'm going to throw my close to 500 pound bulk against it and see if I yeah, can... The, the lock snaps pretty quickly. 
So the room looks like it was set up to do repairs on books. Like there are lots of tables that have books that have been, you know, spines damaged or scrolls that have been uh, damaged. Uh, So there are lots of uh, bottles uh, you're imagining. I mean, you've seen this sort of thing before. I mean, you're a scholarly man. Uh, so when someone has set up an area to do repairs on books or scrolls, etc., so those jars probably contain pastes and very uh, various cleaning fluids, right? Uh, you still have your magical sight going, though, so uh, give me a D100 roll again. 50-50 chance here I'm going to give you. 82. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the one thing I will give you is that there is a bottle of some uh, kind of slightly bluish fluid that does have a bit of a Dwamer on it. Um, can I... I'll, I'll pick it up and, and kind of look at it closely. Do I, Is there anything that's going to indicate to me what this might be? Uh, not without some more examination. I mean, the other thing you can always do is taste it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that dumb. <laughs> is uh the 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 BX rules tasting doesn't doesn't use the potion? Correct. So it'd give you a, a kind of a perhaps a hint, Bill, but it wouldn't. Oh, consume all right. It. Well, it's going magical, so I doubt it's poison. Sure, why not? I'm going to taste it. That, that'll be on your epa, uh, your uh, your headstone, right? I appreciate that. Yeah, Let me <laughs> just make sure. <laughs> All right, I tell you what. Um, so, really, what this is based upon is how much experience you've had of tasting other potions. So, I'm going to leave it to an intelligence roll. Okay. Yep. Oh, that's good. Uh, okay, so uh, nothing directly beneficial for you, but you have you're familiar with what this is. Um, Essentially, it can be used to bind torn things. Like, uh, it would be very useful here in, in this place used to patch together books and scrolls. So you get two things that were meant to be together. You brush it with this stuff. It'll mend it back. Okay. I'll stick that in, like, uh, one of my pouches. It, it, how big is the is the bottle? Okay. So you would know... Uh, that the, the bottle itself is, uh, you know, it's about the size of a Coke can, uh, just for your, you know, your own benefit. Uh, there's probably a good dozen doses of the stuff in there. So we could repair about 12, uh, 12 book size things or one thing that's much larger. All right. And, um, so put that away when I cast a quick glance about, um, do any of the books look Interesting to keep in mind, I'm not going to, you know, pro- do a thorough going over of what's in here. Just kind well, of you, a quick you glance. You know they're not magical, one. Uh, two, they're in languages that you can't read. Okay. Yeah, they look like scholarly texts, though. I mean, they're very dense. Uh, what they are about, hard to say. I will uh, rejoin Nestor in the other room and get what kind of rest I can. Sure. Uh, so uh, the way it works is um, for an hour, you can recover um, uh, a first level spell. Okay. So you guys only have one. Well, actually, no, I guess your spell book might contain more than one spell. So tell me what spells you're getting back. Gosh. Nestor. Oh, I'm getting back. Sl- well, sleep, I guess. Okay. Radnar. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't have um, any. I don't have what what spells are in my spell book written down. So I'll take sleep as well. Oh well, here let's do that real quick if you don't mind. Sure. I did not either, so that's also <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll do this for both of you guys then. Uh, both of you guys roll a d12 twice. Okie doke. If you roll the same number, re-roll. 10 and 4. Okay, 10 and 4. Uh, shield and hold portal. I got 9 and 11. Okay, uh, re-roll both of those, actually. You got 6. And 10. Magic missile and shield. Nice. I think uh, out of all those, I'll probably stick with uh, sleep. Yeah, I think I'm going to do the same. Okay. Um, And your characters would know this in case you don't remember. Sleep does not affect the undead. I I remembered that. I'm kind of thinking about the... um... Master of the Order. That and hold hold portal just holds a door open that would otherwise be shut. Correct. Whereas it shuts a door that would otherwise be hold, held open. It has to be a working doorway of some sort, um, and it's basically once you cast the spell, the only way to open it is through like using a knock spell. Uh. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, wizard lock. Is, right. is the yeah, it's basically what equivalent. Okay. I mean, with enough strength, you can still tear around the door. <laughs> but yeah. Right, right. Okay. Um, oh, that's why I was like, why am I... I... Okay, so hold portal is... Um, it is temporary. Okay. Yeah, it's 2 to 12 turns. Bill, is uh, Radnor going to take sleep? Yep. Well, I guess I don't know if it'll be of any use to us, but I'll, I'll use uh, I'll use Horde. Uh, I'll, I'll um, go for Hold Portal. I mean, if we have to get out of here quick, that would might help us, like, you know, if we have to right. go through the door, boom. That's what I was thinking, and if, if no. you can't take down who we need to with your spell, then I don't think my spell would do a, a second sleep probably would be of little utility. I like it. All right. All right. So you guys uh, spend about an hour just quietly contemplating your notes uh, and getting the spells firmly put in your head. Uh, so let's go back to jazz. So jazz, you are still in this uh, barracks. If you wanted to pick up um, a heavier weapon here, there are swords of all styles, the, from light to great two-handed swords. Uh, most of the armor is either chain or plate and would need some work before you could wear it, uh, but there is chain and plate here on the walls as well. Mm, there are maces, there's a crossbow. Ooh, crossbow. The crossbow catches my eye. Right. Yeah, you can pick up a crossbow and uh, uh, a thing of quarrels. You have my bow right now. Uh... Yeah, don't worry. I'm going to... I'll sling it on my back, but the crossbow is um, more my thing. No, no, just... Yeah, don't worry. I won't leave it behind in the in the barracks. So, <laughs> uh, so I've got some bolts with the crossbow, did you say? 
It's, uh, it, it holds 20 bolts. Nice. It's a little side carry thing. What I'd like to do is, is go back to that passage that was leading off. Well, originally it was to the left, so a bit to my right now. Uh, and explore that passageway. Okay. I tell you what, since you've got uh, about 50 minutes to explore around a bit, uh, first of all, roll me a d6. Yeah, a four again. Okay. Um, so what you're able to figure out is the internal part of this keep that you're on now. Um, the quarters form a square. Okay. And then the square is intersected north to south, east to west by passages. Right. Gotcha. All right. Now, at the end, at the corners of each of the squares is a large room. Um, I'm not going to have you go into any room yet. I'm just having you pace off the dimensions of what you're looking at here. Sure. Okay. Now, um, assuming you're being careful, that probably takes an hour to figure that out because it's a fairly, each of these corridors are very long. All right. Um, And there is a door at the end, did you say, of each one? At each corner. So let's say um, the northwest corner is where you guys came in, where the hemisphere room is. The southwest corner is where your barracks is. So there's still two large rooms off to the northeast and the southeast. All right. um, So I guess at the end of the, I don't know, I could go back and get the guys because they're rested now. Tell yeah, it's been want... about an hour for you to figure that out. Yeah. I'll, I'll head back and tell the guys that there's still two areas of interest I'd like to explore. But I'd rather do it with them. When, um, when Radnar... When I finish studying, uh, Radnar is still studying, right? Yes, because he took uh, about 15 minutes to look around the room. Could I... Uh, could I do what he did while he's finishing studying, I will then also look around? Uh, sure. I'll give you a 10% chance um, in the main room, uh, just as you're moving things around. Okay. 64 negatory. So, yep, you don't find anything. And then if you go into the repair room, uh, 50-50. The uh, low end is the, I... the beneficial. So, <laughs> nope. Nothing. Oh, well. <laughs> Golly day, the dice just have not been favoring me the last two sessions, huh? Jeez. All right, so about this time, uh, Jazz will come back with his skeleton follower. All right, Jazz, what'd you find? Um, the main thing I found was a barracks, which was deserted, but there are some weapons down there if you want to swap out any of your weapons. So I got this trusty crossbow, Ooh, which reminds me... Uh, Here's your bow back, Nestor. Thanks for all the help, but um, I'll upgrade into a crossbow. I'm sure you'll understand. I appreciate you returning this bow in fine condition, and two missile weapons is better than one. Uh, sure. Now, I've figured out that um, it's kind of in a square, the layout. We entered from the northwest corner. The barracks was in the southwest. So by my reckoning, we've got a southeast and a northeast uh, yet to explore. I'd like to try the southeast if anyone's feeling rested enough to come with me. Certainly no objection. 
All right. Uh, yeah. If you guys are willing, uh, we can head off down this southeast corridor first and see what we find. I'll follow you. All right. Um, I got my torch. Uh, Ragnar still carrying his lantern? Yep. All right, cool. Uh, so I guess... Myself. Oh, it's been an hour, uh, so you use up some of your lamp oil to replenish your lantern. Uh, how long do torches last, on average? Half hour. All right, so I came here with six, so I'm down to four now. All right, so I light, I light another torch, and uh, I take the guys in the direction of the southeast corner. Okay. Um, this is again of those those large uh, double brass doors. Um, this one's still sealed, though it hasn't been opened. As a matter of fact, since you made the corner, one of, I guess the we will say the reason why you didn't duck your head in is the doors were still closed. Uh, okay, uh, check around for anything dodgy or dangerous. Do the handles look like cobwebby and dusty, or are they clean like the door is in use? The one that you're at right now is very dusty and cobwebby. And it, you said it was sealed somehow, or, it, or it's, it's just closed. closed? It's just closed. I'll check for anything dodgy or dangerous. Okay, uh, it seems fine. It doesn't actually even seem like it's a lock. Perhaps the other end could be barred, uh, but you don't actually see that there is any any locking mechanism. Jazz Ben, just just a thought. If uh, if we're in pursuit of the the master of that order, uh, and this door appears to be sealed. Perhaps uh, each one of these doors might lead to different princes, and if this one appears to be undisturbed, maybe we should find one that looks either open or disturbed. Hmm. Well, that would only leave us the northeast corner. We could always come back if if uh, if that proves false. But if if we if we go to the wrong one and exhaust ourselves without finding our uh, intended target, we we don't want to arrive already drained. Uh, gotcha. I don't mind. Look, let me just open the door and stick my head around because I'm I'm too curious. Plus, we may find something of value, um, and then we'll head off in the other direction to the northeast corner. Very well. I just quickly open the door and... Shine your torch in? Okay. Yeah. It's another one of these uh, half-circle rooms. Um, it has strange symbols carved on the curved walls in here. Uh, at the end of the chamber, you also see that there is a very large fireplace and mantle. And above the mantle is a painting of a man with a white beard and white hair, and he's covered by a black skull cap. And then there's a door on the right side of the fireplace. Uh, you also see a lantern sa- uh, sitting on top of the fireplace as well. Hmm. I say, guys, I think there could be something valuable in here or something that would give us a clue, maybe how to defeat uh I'll be quick, but I think we should go in. 
Watch for falling centipedes. Is the lantern like old or was it just put here? It's of an old style, an ancient style. Okay. Does it look like it works? I don't know. No one's gone into the room yet to find out. <laughs> does the uh, from my vantage point in the doorway does the room look dusty and decrepit or lived in? It actually uh, is is very dusty, but I wouldn't say decrepit. I mean, it was well kept, but over the years, just dust and grime have uh, covered the walls a bit. More or less the same condition as the barracks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing that's really that sticks out is you that you know just kind of makes your your senses tingle a little bit are the glyphs on the walls. Uh, to your eyes, they seem to shift and move. Like if you're looking right at them, they look normal. I mean, nothing you can read. But just when you look away in your periphery vision, the symbols just kind of twist and turn. I turn to Radnor and I say. Uh... I think this room could be more your department. It looks, I don't know, I'm getting a strong magic vibe. But um, I want to go in and check out this painting. But Radnor, I think you should come in and look at these, look at the walls. There's some weird stuff on them. I'll come in with them. All right, I will take up a defensive position outside the door so that nobody sneaks up on us. Okay. Uh, Radnor, uh, so on the walls, these are definitely magical glyphs. Can I tell? Uh, can I tell anything about them? What their for? What their purpose is? Uh, well, I mean, you could read them if you took the ten minutes. <laughs> I I uh, will turn to Jazz and go. Hey, do we have ten minutes for me to check this out? I think I might be able to tell something about it. Yeah, I'm going to check out this painting and the fireplace. Um, I just get a feeling there's something in this room that might give us a clue on how to defeat this or, or I don't know, something valuable, some information could be gleaned. I'm going to take the 10 minutes to read the stuff. Okay. Uh, there are four symbols on the walls. Uh, you find that by investing just a little power, you can activate each one. Uh, make me... I tell you what, here's how we're going to do this. Um have you make me an intelligence roll for each symbol, okay? So, so you can determine something about the magic that might be unleashed. All right. So for the first one. Okay, 15, you made it. <clears throat> this is a, a beneficial glyph. Uh, if you invest a little bit of power in it, uh, it will allow someone uh, that's been wounded to be healed. Next one. Yeah, that was a 10. Got it. Uh, this one's a trap. Uh, looking at it, looking at the form of it. If you invest some power in it, uh, you feel like something bad would happen. <laughs> uh, the next one. Okay. Uh, that is also a 10. This one's interesting. Um, it's a combination of like an audible glamour, a magic mouth, and an illusion spell. You think that perhaps by investing it with a bit of power, it would actually be a message of some sort or an image of some sort that would appear. And the last one. Uh, 13. Uh, same thing. This also seems to be a message of some sort. Okay. Um, when I'm done, I will relay this to my partner in crime here and uh, 
Jazz, uh, searching around the uh, the mantle, the fireplace, and looking at the painting. I made some rolls for you here. The lantern is actually uh, it's affixed to the mantle, um, and there's a mechanism to it. It can be moved. It can be turned for something to happen. <clears throat> the painting itself is well done. Um, it's in an old style. Uh, you know, you're seeing you're you're seeing those uh, the gold coins flash over your eyes again. This is uh, this is something that'd be worth quite a bit, but is awfully hard to move. Well, I was thinking I could um, an old trick I learned <clears throat> back in there. I could maybe take my knife out and <laughs> cut the picture out of the frame, roll it up, and stick it in my backpack. Maybe good. Yeah. I'll just tell uh, Radnor I'm checking for traps and dodginess, and then I'll remove the painting, roll it up, stick it in my backpack. <laughs> sure. All right. And so the only other thing was the the lantern that seems to be attached to some kind of mechanism. But also, wasn't there a door to the left of the fireplace? There is. There's a small door. All right, I'm going to check out the, in my mind, my locksmith mind, I'm thinking maybe this could open some kind of secret passage or, or something. I'll, uh, well, I'll, I'll pull it. I'll pull it or push it, whatever the lantern does. Sure, it adjusts and a little compartment on the mantle pops open. Uh, inside is a scroll. Nice. Um... I say, Radnor, you want to check this out? And I hand him the scroll. Okay. I will also fill him in on uh, the glyphs and that two of these, I think, are messages. It might have something to do with this. Uh, Yeah, I'd like you to read this scroll, and then I'd like you to read the messages, if you can spend time on it. I can do that. I will read the uh, scroll first. All right. You still have your magic site going. Uh, so it is a magical scroll. It has uh, a pass wall spell on it. Ooh. I will relay that. This is, is this something I could cast? I know that's higher level than I can cast from memorizing it. You can cast it from the scroll. Afterwards, it would, uh, it would basically be gone. Or later on, if you were of a high enough level, you could scribe it into your own spell book. Okay. I will stick that in my pack, and then I will invest a little bit of power. <clears throat> uh, you, can, first... you can hand it back to me to scroll if you like. Find his keepers and all that. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Darn! Sorry, I, I, I forgot that. Here you go. I'll give him yeah. the scroll. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. And then I'll uh, go ahead and invest a little bit of power in the first message glyph. Okay. Um, an image is conjured into the room. It's very lifelike. Uh, it includes both uh, audible uh, and smell. It is of a young boy holding a flute. Looks very similar to the flute that you hold, Jazz. Um, as a matter of fact, it looks like the same flute that you're holding. But then you see him, uh, he breaks it. He breaks it over his knees and he laughs hysterically and he throws a broken instrument to the floor. 
uh, and then the vision goes away. You are catching the sounds of uh, like a summer's day, a brook in the background. You could smell the green earth, and then it just fades away. Nice. Uh, what about the second one, Ragnar? The second message? I will invest a little bit of power on that and see what comes out. Okay. Uh, suddenly there's a rather imposing man standing in the room. Uh, he's a giant of a man, you know, about you know, six and a half, seven feet tall. He is holding a club in his left hand that seems to crackle with power, and he's dressed in a green robe. And he seems to stare straight through you, Radnar. Then after a heartbeat or two, the vision just kind of fades. Wow. Do you okay. think that was the guy we're trying to the guy we're trying to stop? Do I think this has been here for a while? Like would I have been able to tell how long the glyph has been on the wall or yeah, these are old magics, um, and they're they're meant to be renewed. Like uh, after a time, you could probably get them to work again. Yeah, I don't know. It might be, but it's pretty old. I'd like to check out the um, the door to the left of the fireplace. Sure, it is uh, a bedroom. Uh, again, a bed, a uh, dresser, uh, some clothes that are uh, hanging in an open wardrobe. Uh, check the clothes. Do they look like the robes that myself and Ragnar took earlier? Not at all. Uh, these are richly appointed. Um, seem to be made of uh, some sort of silk, although it's heavier than you're accustomed to. The other thing you notice in the room is a large tapestry. Um, the center point of the tapestry is a young man uh, that seems to have like a glowing halo or just this glowing aura about him. He's, he's leading his troops uh, across the sea. Uh, on a ship of some sort. Uh, being a local person, would that be anything I would recognize from history or stories or anything? You can make me a roll on your intelligence. Yeah, I rolled, uh, I don't know, intelligence 12. I rolled 13, so I'm not. All right. Uh, no, it doesn't bring up anything. Although you do notice now that you're paying more attention to it, the sail on the vessel has the same symbol um, that your uh, your guards are wearing and that is on the flute. It is a symbol of uh, golden swords crossed on a white background. Uh, so I take it this could be the one true king, as the skeletons would say. Um, does it? Does that boy who came out and broke the flute, would that look like a younger version of this man on the ship? No, the boy in the vision had dark hair. Uh, the the young man on the tapestry here has like flowing golden hair. All right, I'll quickly. Is there a bed in here? Did you say there is? I'd like to quickly frisk under the bed the mattress. All right, give me just a second. Oh, that's never good. No, <laughs> nothing. Nothing good ever comes of. Give me a sec. I already feel like I've pushed my luck today by engaging in melee combat as a first-level magic user. <laughs> that was some scary stuff, man. You know, I think uh, every first-level magic user comes to that decision point, and many of them 
follow the same path you took. All right, I need you to make a sit. Sorry, my headphones got pulled out. I need you to make me a saving throw on paralysis. All right, uh, how do I do that? Oh. Yep, d20 roll. Look up your stat for uh, on your save for paralysis. Uh, I don't know if this is good or not. I rolled a one. Uh, my saving throw was 13. I rolled a one. So- yeah. Okay. Uh, give me just one second more. You're gonna have to carry me out. <laughs> it looks like it. Okay. Um. So as you're moving some of the bedding aside, you notice there are bed bed bugs that are just infesting the sheets, and uh, some of them hop onto you, and you feel like uh, you're bitten. And you know, yeah, at first you're just thinking it's a nuisance, and you go to swat them away, and then you find that you can't move. Uh, before my mouth seizes up I say uh, Radno I can't move help yeah you get out Rad and then you kind of freeze up (laughs) alright okay Um, well it's obvious I'm gonna try to I mean I've got an 18 or 16 strength so I'm probably strong enough to pick him up and carry him out of here yeah, he's uh, he's so. uh it's like he's frozen solid. Like uh he's he's he doesn't his body doesn't flex or move as you pick him up. It's almost like he's a statue. He's still, you know, he's breathing barely and you can, you know, you can kind of hear a heartbeat is very slow. Right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to make sure that he doesn't have any of these damn bugs on him. Before I, I pick him up and have him all over me, uh, you do notice them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you didn't know that there were bugs. I just rolled uh, in the background for you here. And so, what you do notice is that in the disturbed sheets, there are little bed bugs that are hopping and, and bouncing about. And you do see that they're on his wrist and hand. Okay, I'm going to grab a. Uh, I'm gonna, I don't know. I, I'm. I assume I have like a, a handkerchief or something with me. You know, never go outside without your handkerchief. Says Bill Especially Clinton. a fat man. Exactly. Something, something so, to dab away the sweat. Yeah, I'm going to um, use that to try and brush the bugs off of him before I pick him up. Okay. Um, ooh. Uh, so as you're brushing them off, some of them, uh, do, uh, <laughs> unfortunately transfer over to you. Uh, you make me a save as well. All right. Looking for, I assume this is paralysis, right? Correct. Uh, my save is 13. I rolled a 14. Made it. Hey. Give me just a moment. It's a good job you didn't get paralyzed as well. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're irritated at the spot and you scratch it and you're, you're waiting for the inevitable, but you seem to be okay. Okay. I'm going to pick him up and rejoin Nestor. <laughs> All right, Nestor. Radnar comes out with uh, jazz underneath his arm. Oh, dear. Whatever the matter is with him. 
He got bit by something, and uh, he's paralyzed. I think he's still alive, but he's. We're gonna need to wait for him. I don't have a way to to unparalyze him. I see. Well, I suppose the only thing we can do is carry him with us until such time that he recovers, or. can reassess, but uh, unless you know of something to relieve him of this condition. I don't. Hmm. His curiosity seems to have gotten the better of him this time. Only we had a cleric. Well, are you comfortable carrying him for uh, a short distance? I can carry him for a short distance, sure. Jazz, what's your con? Uh, 13. And what's your strength, Radnar? 16. Oh, yeah, no problem. All right, so Radnar, should we uh, proceed uh, to the... another another of these doors that Jazzband had been describing? I think so. Let's be careful of what's around. I don't want to end up paralyzed on the ground. Hmm. So if there were the, the the square that has been intersected uh by these double doors which which one was the one we had just examined the southeast uh and Jazzband had been saying that the other door I'm I... northeast well, let's proceed to the northeast and see what we can see there, Radnar. All right. All right. Uh, you carry Jazz along with you. Uh, you get to the door. <laughs> These are closed, uh, but you can immediately see that they have been disturbed recently. Uh, the dust, the grime has been knocked off of the the large door pulls. Okay, and you guys Looks can like also somebody... see from the the crack between the two uh, where the two doors meet in the center. Um, someone has dropped a crossbar on the other side of the door. Oh, uh, so it's barred from the inside. Yep. All right, I ask our skeletal uh, uh, escort if there's anything he could remember that might help us gain entry. Okay, I'm going to make a roll here. He's been steadily regaining some of his intellect over time. Um, he gives you just one nod, and then he starts walking away from you. Okay. And as I described it, the square was uh, transected by a north-south, east-west, thinner passages in between. So he goes down. Uh, think about it as like he's going down one of the corridors that go to the center of the square. Uh-huh. Uh, and as you're walking along, Nestor, uh, you note, as one of your elven abilities, uh, there are several hidden doors along this corridor. Uh, your skeleton guard is just ignoring them and going further along. But you're noticing that there are many uh, doors that are cleverly discla- disguised into the woodwork and the stonework of this passage. All right, I relay that to... Uh... Radnar, it seems like there's many doors here that are disguised, uh, but 
perhaps we should wait to see what our skeletal comrade is able to do in terms of opening this door. Um, I'm all for that. If so you stay pauses. here, I'll, yeah. In front of a piece of wall segment, and uh, he seems to be staring at it for a moment, trying to recollect something. And eventually he kind of squats down and pushes a part of the wall towards the bottom. You notice that there is a symbol of a black star. You've seen it about here and there. Didn't really think about it much, uh, but that's what he's pushing on. And the door, hidden door here, uh, kind of pushes in. Um, and it's very dark quarter. It's it's kind of thin, only one person at a time. And Radnar, you might have to go in sideways. <laughs> could, go, could go in. But the skeleton kind of edges in sideways and starts going in. I'll, I'll, uh, Radnar, are you okay if we follow? Yep. All right, I'll follow behind the skeleton. Okay. The corridor kind of bends. It's awfully tight. Um, and eventually, it uh, he hits a solid wall where, again, he kind of bends down and does some manipulation. And you guys are coming out behind uh, a large tapestry. Um, as you step out, uh, this is looks like uh, it might have been like a throne room, perhaps, at one point. And uh, the skeleton nods to you, Nestor, and says, a passage to the room we are within. And again, you can see uh, that the lantern light comes up from Radnar. You can see the inside of the double doors here. Uh, someone has used a tall standing like a uh, candle uh, holder to drop into the brackets of the door to hold it shut tight. The room is filled with all kinds of tapestries. There's a, a feasting table. There is a central throne uh, with two smaller chairs to the right and to the left. You notice the one to the right has that that familiar white swords uh, or uh, on a black background. But the one to the left is a black star within a golden crown. Black star on what background? Golden? Like uh, above a golden crown. Golden crown. All right. Um... Is there anything I can recall um, the, that among uh, elven mythos or among not my knowledge of magic that would make me uh, recall anything relating to a black star or a golden crown? Um, I tell you what, I'll I'll, I'll let you roll, but you're going to need a crit. In other words, you're going to hit. You're going to need to hit your actual intelligence score to know anything. Because this is human lore. This isn't elven lore. Oh, but I it see. happened long well, enough ago, but that there is a possibility. Can't hurt to try, right? Right. I'm yeah, going to say negatory. that's a no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, how is jazz band? I, uh, I, I, uh, see if he can move his wink his eyes or move his lips. Well, his uh, heartbeat is starting to increase and you're starting to, you know, his, his body's becoming a little bit more limber, but he's still under paralysis. I see. Um, and we don't see anybody in here, huh? Uh, you don't. You actually don't even see where someone could have gone, but those doors were obviously recently opened and someone barred them. All right. Um, 
I'm going to can we hood the lantern so that um it's in relative darkness? Yeah, we can see you've got a bullseye lantern so you can drop uh you know three sides and leave just one. Okay, I'm gonna have uh Radnar point the lantern uh at the wall while I um I'm gonna edge from around the tapestry and see if I can pick up anything with uh, my infravision. I will do oh, so. Nice. Okay. Um, wow. Um, I tell you what, I will give you a chance. Um, you have taken a lot of time doing things, uh, but I will say that there's there's a small chance that there's something left. So give me a D6 roll. Can't hurt to try. Let's see here. You're an elf. Two. So, yes, um, there is a very faint trace of something living having passed through the room. Uh, it is, it kind of ends at the central throne. It just kind of dissipates there. Okay. So I give Radnar the tap to, uh, um, unhood the lantern and we, we move towards the, uh, the throne. Okay. So as you come out and the tap is, uh, you know, your, your light illuminates more of the room. Um, all of the walls are covered with marvelous tapestries. The west wall displays um, a, a fabulous castle with five tall towers and a very high wall. Above one of the towers flies a flag bearing two crossed golden swords. The one to the north wall uh, shows a great battle with a king routing an enemy army. Uh, the king, Radnar, is the tall imposing figure that came from the illusion uh, in the previous room. I will I will relay that to Nestor here. And he bears uh along with the mace that you saw, he bears a white shield emblazoned with uh, two cross golden swords. On the east wall, tapestry displays two knights on horseback leading a very large column of men at arms. The larger figure of the two bears a great shield with two cross swords and a golden uh again the, the golden swords. Uh, the one next to him, a smaller man, darker featured, his his shield bears a black star. They are both dressed in black plate armor. So it looks like these are the two sons of the king, the two princes that fought for control. It, 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 were there just two princes? I guess I, I recall how many. Um. So it looks like the sigils. So the sigil on the flute, is it match either one of these? It's the cross sword imagery. Uh-huh. And um and the um the tabards of the men we were chasing, I assume then was the black star. You never saw them, so you don't know. Oh, okay. Huh, okay. I mean the cloaks that you guys have found from the order didn't have any black stars on them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I'm going to look for... Um, Jazz, secret... you've got some motion back. You're feeling rather weak, but uh, you can move again. Jazz, do you want to help me uh, search around the throne to see if uh, uh, we can see if there's a, a, a trap door or something near the throne? And uh, also, maybe... Uh, I. I recall the how the skeleton manipulated the black star that uh led to the passage that led to this room i also see if there's anything resembling that around the um 
the side chair with the uh, the black star. Okay, uh, Jazz, do you follow that? I mean, you're feeling very weak, but you are slowly regaining use of your your limbs. Are you still with us? <clears throat> he doesn't seem to be muted. I'm here. Sorry, I was asking for Jazz. Uh, ah. He might be. Oh, he may have taken a <laughs> may have taken a break. Yeah, in in his. All right. Well, stasis. Uh, Oh, there he is. Still, still here. Oh, he still here. We just can't hear your microphone. Yeah, there, my, uh, there he is. My push to talk wasn't working. Um, oh, okay. Uh, we can hear you now. So again, you've uh, uh, you've regained control of your limbs. Uh, are you going to help him search? Yeah, I'm going to say, um, just give me a minute uh, to get myself together. I'd like to look at that painting um, while I'm getting my strength up. Do... Uh, they're they're not paintings; they're tapestries. So, like they're they're heavy uh, embroidered embroidered rugs hanging on the wall. Right. Does um do I recognize the little boy who broke the flute? None of the pictures have a little boy, but the younger of the two of who you're guessing are the princess has that dark you know has the darker hair and the the face has the same angular cheeks. So that's I'm guessing that's the adult version of the boy. So do we remember the names of of the two? It wasn't Coker. I got two names, Coker and Winton. Does anyone remember? Huh. Yeah, you don't you don't know if those uh if those names coincide or not. You did find two names, but you don't know if they belong to the princes. Well, I'm guessing the kid who broke the flute he um he would be the black star and the guy on the ship would be the two golden cross swords, something like that. Does anyone agree? Or that, that, that seems like a good assessment. Something to point out is that the, the central uh, figure who you're assuming is the king also bears the cross sword motive as well. Huh. Uh, okay. So if I'm feeling up to it. Um, what do you want me to do, Nestor? You want me to check for something? Well, we could examine to see if there's a, a trap door or, or some other. Uh, the, I saw that the uh, whoever was here before us, their their sort of their their trail, their heat signature ends near the throne, disappears near the throne. So perhaps uh, there's a portal or a trap door there might be some something below us or something they activated all right this is unusual work for a locksmith but uh i'll see what i can do and i'll, I'll have a quick look around uh, well, as you guys are looking around um you're not sure who trips it but something happens as you start uh, examining around the thrones their ghostly apparitions begin to appear around the the dining table. At the head of the table is a figure bathed in blood with red light. Its face is horribly disfigured, and there are terrible wounds where its eyes were, as if the eyes had been gouged out. Around the table, there are um, other uh, guests uh, that are uh, pantomiming as if they've been poisoned or if some great malady has befallen them. It just lasts for the briefest of moments, but I want all of you to give me a, a save versus spell. Mm. 
Let's see if I wrote down my saves. I did. 15. Let me roll. I rolled a 19. Okay. You're good. I rolled a 14. My save is 15. I failed mine too. All right. Both of you that failed, uh, the imagery, as brief as it was, is incredibly horrific. Uh, Both of you are just very shaken. uh, And it's almost as as if you were feeling the pain of the people in the room, something tragic happened here. Mm. There must have been a, a murder at, here at this feasting table. Uh, maybe all of, all of them were murdered. And jazz having uh, it, no real effect on you. I'm beginning to think that uh, jazz is uh, uh what is it? Not a <laughs> sociopath. <laughs> sociopath. Exactly. That's what I was trying to think of. <laughs> uh, Jazz, you do notice uh, that there is a uh, a passage just right behind the central throne. Um, you, you may have missed it be, uh, because it is so cleverly crafted, but it has recently been opened and it has not been reset perfectly. All right. I'll say, guys, uh, I'll give him a quick slap across the face. Snap out of it. What's the matter with you? I think I found the passage you're looking for behind the throne. Well? I would say, who's going first? We could use the elf and his infravision, or I could crawl through with my torch. What do you reckon? I'm, uh, I'm happy to take the lead. Um, if, uh, if that's acceptable, I, I, I might do the... I might have the greatest chance in case of a melee. All right. I've got you back. And um, I'll probably load the crossbow at this point because that can take a little bit of time, I guess. Sure can. Yep. Crossbow can be fired every other round. So, yeah, loading it uh, and having it loaded to begin with is good. Uh, Radnor and Nestor, um, you're still suffering from just this overwhelming uh, amount of emotion that hits you in fright. Game-wise, it's just going to be until it wears off, you're going to have some penalties involved in doing things. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it is what it is. Are we... Uh, are you are we ending go? here before before we descend? Yeah, this is a good spot. Uh, so you have regained the trail. Uh, apparently, uh, again, Jazz, you're noticing it how truly well crafted this hidden access was. So you're thinking that the people ahead of you really had to know it was here. I mean, you feel that you're 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 an expert at this sort of thing, and you would have been hard pressed to see this here if it had not been sealed properly. Oh my! All right, we've hit the jackpot, guys. Well, let's see what's see what's down there in the next session, huh? <laughs> All right. Sorry if this one was a little slower. There was a we're, we're doing the the measured dungeon crawl where you're being very cautious, which is good for survival. I was going to say there's only three of us. Yeah, exactly. Well, there are the four of you. Five, actually, five of you <laughs> right now. Well, you're two skeletons, but <laughs> yeah, they don't hold up so well in battle, huh? Well, you, you, none of you got hit by the uh, centipede, so it does <laughs> yeah, a lot. Thank God. It does a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, I hope it was enjoyable at least, and we'll, uh, we'll pick it up next week and, uh, we'll Definitely. continue on. Uh, I am keeping track of like how long you're resting and how long you're exploring. Um, 
I'm not saying that it's necessarily important. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. but uh, yeah, yeah, time is uh, is being tracked. Oh, we haven't right. dallied too much, hopefully. Thank you so much, Bert. Thank you, guys. It's been a blast. 